All right, this is the Squirt to Stab podcast coming from you from yeah. from my basement, from my lair, from the from bunker, my, from the bunker. <laughs> squirt to stab. Yeah, squirt to stab. This goes from squirt to stab. Uh, I don't know how you go from squirt to stab so fast. Yeah, it happens. All right. I feel like there's like a thousand words between squirt and stab in the dictionary. There probably right is. Like I said, it was it was a little college dictionary. So yeah. you can you know next time uh, you should look it up for us and throw a few words at us. You could do password of the day. Uh, words that come in between squirt to stab or squirt and stab in the English language. So. Do it. It'll be a, become a password. Yes, yes. Hey, have yeah. you have you ever had sciatica? <laughs> <laughs> is it something that comes and goes? Or is it, no, it's is it well. A sandwich. Is I know. Vegan? It's like a, a nerve pain thing. I got sciatica. I guess I have the pseudo sciatica kind because it does. It's not stemming from my back. It's stemming from a, like my butt muscle. Oh, Dude, it, it sucks, man. Isn't it a nerve that runs through your hip? Yeah, like runs through my hip, and it, it really my calf hurts from it, not uh, my butt muscles so much. But yeah, dude, it sucks. Hey, yeah, I, I wonder if I have sciatica. I had I've had this weird numbing pain right above my left knee for about thirteen, fifteen years. It's like a no. It went away recently, but it's still kind of weird. Yeah. Sometimes it, it feels like needles in my skin. You know what? Fuck it. Just let it go, man. Just let it go. <laughs> just keep letting it go. Why I not? I just go to the doctor. It's yeah. like, if I just Google it, you know what it is anyway. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, I'm dying. Oh, you know what? Well, that was kind of the thing with the sciatica. The thing is, I went to the doctor, and it was this was like two weeks ago, and it, that's when it first started. And I was going, because, you know, I have a thyroid issue, and I had to get blood work and shit. And he's like, is anything else wrong? I'm like, well, I think I pulled my butt muscle. And he's kind of like, oh, so he threw me up on the table and started, I mean, I sat up on the table and he started messing with my legs. He's like, does this hurt? Does that, yeah. Does this hurt or does that hurt? I'm like, no, that doesn't. I'm like, this does. He's like, yeah, it's sciatica. He's like, if it doesn't go away in a few weeks, um, we'll get you physical therapy. But I looked it up online and it's all shit you can fucking do at home anyway, so. Really? Yeah. But I yeah. I more about this examination, so. He must have been a pretty pretty big doctor to throw you up <laughs> on the table. Actually, yeah, he is tall. But my wife actually wants me to find a new doctor. She doesn't like him. But I'm like, he still has not asked to stick his fingers up my ass yet to do a okay. prostate exam. <laughs> so I'm sticking with him until he asks, man. <laughs> so you, you remember that story of mine. No. Uh, my doctor, guy that stuck his fingers in my ass. Right? No, no, I'm sure you've told it. I don't remember it. Why don't you refresh? Yeah, I, I, I did a routine about it up on stage back in the beginning of my comedy career. Uh, yeah, this doctor, he's a... Uh, I go in to see this doctor. I don't even remember now. I just know that I... I wasn't even talking about anything to do with my digestive system. I went in there just for, like, my checkup. I, just some checkup. And I just picked this guy and threw a dart at the thing, you know, when you have your insurance through your employer. It's like, okay, whoever I call first, right? And I called him first probably because it was started with the A. It was like Ahmad something. And so I went to the doctor and seemed like a nice guy. And I literally, he's like, all right, let's get up on the table. Except he, was, he couldn't really speak that. He wasn't 
let's just say he wasn't very articulate with the uh, English, American English vernacular. Okay, yeah. he was hard to, I mean, I could understand it, but he was definitely probably new to the United States. Um, so I get up to the table, he puts, I get on my side, dude, and it wasn't even a warning. It was just, I felt this cold feeling going up my, into my, okay, here's the thing. First of all, warning, right? I'm thinking, I'm kind of like going back and forth here, but I'm thinking if you're going to do some kind of test where you have to do the rectum or whatever it is, you should probably warn people, right? You just don't do it. And plus, at the time, I was 25 years old. Which seems young. And I wasn't complaining about anything that had something to do with my butthole. So, I was on my side. I didn't know if he was going to do the thing where he's checking for hernia and checking my balls. And this was just a new way of doing it. You know, because I was a little slightly heavy at the time. Maybe he just didn't want to bother. (laughs) Maybe it's easy to do it this way. And I just felt this coldness. It was like went, went from straight cold to warm. And it was in my butthole. And I literally just just yelled like, ah! You know, like <laughs> I, I couldn't even reduplicate the noise. And the guy was like, what, what? You know, I'm like, man, you know, he, his finger felt like it was stuck up there. I mean, the nurse even came in like, what's going on? And I was like dumbfounded. Oh, nothing. I was like, no, no big deal. You know, just a finger in my butt. It was just a terrible experience. <laughs> I, I figured the guy, and I felt, and it wasn't until later on in my life where I felt like, you know what, that was bullshit. Like that shouldn't have even happened. I felt like, should I feel like I'm a, like I got, like you're a puppet? You know, <laughs> what? You're a hand puppet? Yeah, well, a hand puppet or rape. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> But I don't want to say that because there's a lot of people who do go through things like that. I doubt that that was intended for me to be violated, but who knows? It just really was weird. I think you need to at least be told, hey, I'm going inside you. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And thankfully and hopefully it was his finger. You know, I don't even remember. I remember the one part that did, did kind of stick because I kept thinking, were you wearing the glove? You know, like. But I guess that would be him getting the bad end of the deal. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, what would you rather put in your mouth, a finger or a butthole? Like, okay, (laughs) maybe I won that battle. (laughs) Jeez. So anyway, that that probably isn't anything really anyone wants to discuss. But it was was weird. So back to your doctor. Did you experience this? Did your doctor touch you? No, no, not at all. No. But no. he was an actual doctor. I wonder if I should. I should have went back to that place and see if it was even. He's still there. If there was even really a doctor. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> I did see something like Boston something University of Medicine. So I'm like, okay, dude, you have to. And I remember at the end of this whole thing, he started speaking perfect English. So I felt like he was lying to me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, this guy's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but we've seen if you were. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden he pulls out like a bouquet of flowers. Like found the problem. Like, hey, imagine yeah. being like a magician doctor. You just start taking things out of people's ears and butts and shit. Yeah. Like, no, no, man. Like you're doing absolutely nothing for my health, but I'm still coming back. <laughs> <laughs> like, see what else you're yeah. gonna pull out of my ass. 
Oh, yeah, so Halloween passed me. We discussed Halloween. I'm not, did you have anything interesting happen with Halloween? No, unfortunately, no. Nothing. Yeah. No. Just, it was almost like a regular Halloween around here. You know. Yeah. Yeah, just so. how we, I like our neighborhood. There's a lot of kids and stuff, and I think it's cool when you see that. I hate the neighborhood where it's like nobody's around. It's weird. I, this is like the old school neighborhood where people actually going out, trick or treating. Um, but yeah, man, it was a pretty, pretty cool thing. And then I didn't realize the next morning when I woke up that I'd gained an hour. Yeah, daylight like, it savings. It literally was a secret the whole time. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's like Christmas almost. It's weird how it just sneaks up and they don't really like talk a lot about it, you know, happening. Fucking daylight yeah. savings. I mean, did they, did they used to give like two weeks notice back in the day? Is it now that we have cell phones? It's like no one needs to reset their clocks because hmm. they use their phone. Maybe, maybe I don't know. But I do. I, nothing. I woke up. I'm like, didn't even know. And then my wife said, "Hey, you gotta set the the clocks." I'm like, well, I mean, who sets clocks these days?" And she's looking at the oven and microwave, and I'm like, "What? We gained an hour. Is this why I feel so good? This is great." But when comes springtime, it sucks. Yeah, it's... It's like, what happened? Like, now I have to get up early? Yeah. You know, spring's supposed to be happy time, but for me, I like fall better. Man. It's like, just leave it alone. Like, just keep putting it back. <laughs> just yeah. Keep, before you know, it's like 3 p.m. and it's midnight. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be kind of cool to just get every year, just go back an hour. You know, see where we're at 10 years later. So, um... Why why did we start daylight savings time? Do you know? Funny you should ask, Tony. <laughs> I actually looked it up, and I'm going to. It it, it wasn't what yeah. I. What what do you think? Why do you think daylight savings time started? So I'm I'm going to say what I always heard, but I'm going to guess I'm wrong. I thought it had to do with farming. And that's exactly what I thought as well. Now. I pulled information from NPR.org. So the good thing about NPR is I feel like they always give pretty accurate data and information without them trying to put their spin on it. The problem with NPR, it's not like an encyclopedia, so I'm sure it's missing out on a lot of other details. But I went to NPR, and this is what I got. Okay, this is... Okay, this isn't about it. Where the hell did this just go? Go, go, go. Okay, here we go. Um, okay, extra. All right. Some night owls may enjoy a fleeting moment of, no, who gives a shit? They're just kind of. Okay, blah, blah. Okay, but here's one thing. I guess they put it off a week. They do it two weeks early in spring, and they do it a week later in fall. Okay. Um, so, so the resident, so we all know, so residents of Hawaii, most of Arizona and U.S. overseas territories aren't included in the daylight savings time. They just wake up as normal and that's pretty much it. Okay. But according to National Geographic, the modern version of daylight savings time was suggested in the late 1800s by New Zealand entomologist George Hudson, who proposed a two hour time shift so he could have more time to collect bugs. Some years later, various European countries adopted the policy as a way to save energy. Oh. 
Pretty smart. And then here it says the U.S. Congress first enacted daylight savings time in 1918, also adding time zones in the process. There have been several changes in the years since. And most recently in 2005, Congress extended daylight saving times by a month by starting it three weeks earlier in March and ending it one year later in November. That welcomes news to the candy industry, which for decades had wanted to extend the length of time that kids can go trick-or-treating, hoping for increased candy sales. No shit. Yes. It's amazing. So there's a lot of other things about sleep and shifting this and the abundance of accumulated evidence indicates the acute transition from standard time to daylight savings time incurs significant public health and safety. Of course, of course yeah. it's a safety risk. Daylight savings time is a fucking... Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a risk. Maybe it is, man. No, I had uh, two no's. Makes sense, right? Yeah. You lose an hour, gain an hour, it's, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> the, but here, oh, here's more. European Parliament voted last year to discontinue the practice. It's up to individual uh, EU member states to enact a change in their own countries. Imagine that. Wow. You know, like, it doesn't make sense. If, if, if we, either in the here by state, if you stop it or start it, man, just, just, it has to be uniform. But I lived in California, or you're in an industry where you have to know what time it is in Arizona, dude, it's actually a pain in the ass because you're like, wait a minute. I'm always, always Googling, what time is it in Phoenix? And then I think there's parts of Arizona that doesn't, or that does change, I think, or something, so. Yeah. Strange, man. I think Indiana. I always thought Indiana was the same. That somehow part of Indiana changed. And some it, of it, it, is, there, it is different because when, like, when we drive for the hockey tournaments, um, if you take eighty, there's a sign that says now entering uh, different time zone. At least the time zone's really? different. I don't know if one side does daylight savings and one doesn't, but there it, it really? is two time zones. Yeah. Very very strange, yeah. but. So, yeah, but good question, Tony. But you know what? I bet you there is something to do with the farmer still. I mean, yeah, I still I remember learning that actually in school. Yeah, but don't farmers work on their own time anyway? You know I had saying? something to do with the kids in school, I thought. Oh. And I also think that's how a lot of certain vacations and a lot of certain, like summer break and things happen for kids, too, because they needed to be home to help with harvest or yeah you know what that's the one you should look up next time about uh -huh. summer break because i actually heard it was because that's when the rich people would take their vacations and pull their kids out of school so they just made it that no school would be over the summer because the weather was nicer that's what i've heard i don't know again you can look it up you can use a google machine I don't know, man. I was kind of spoiled as a kid a little bit later on in my childhood. I, I we always, we, I, my parents, they would go to different places. Yeah. We'd go to a lot, go to Gatlinburg. That's kind of like, almost like the Dells for Chicagoans. We, we'd go to the Dells. Yeah. There's Gatlinburg in Tennessee, which, which even when we lived in Chicago, we'd still go there because we're used to it. But me, my, my family, my parents, you know, lived in the, came from Ohio. Well, my dad came from Italy, but, you know, I was born in Ohio, so we have a lot of roots there. So Gatlinburg was like Ardell's. Yeah, fun yeah. times, man. You been to Gatlinburg? I've never been there, but you know what? It sounds like somewhere I should visit. Yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of cool. I don't know. There's a lot of things about the Dells I like. They're very similar. They don't have the ducks 
in Gatlinburg. But they have other cool things in Gatlinburg. And it's like Gatlinburg, and then there's like Dollywood. I've heard of Dollywood. And then Pigeon Forge. So it's like a trinity of excitement. There's <laughs> like three <laughs> different places there. And then my, my stepmom, who I grew up as uh, one of my major parents, you know her. Yeah. She is from Asheville, North Carolina, or she has family there. Yeah. So it's right in the Black Mountains, the western North Carolina, across the border. Gatlinburg was real close. So we'd go there, and it was always really cool, man. You know, a lot of a lot of American Indian culture is there. I learned a lot about how my that side of my family was in the moonshine. Um, my dad tells a story how he went with my grandfather to get moonshine one time, and it's at a very awesome story Gosh. maybe save that for <laughs> another adventure and, and including meet the part two of daylight savings time for next time yeah we didn't continue that so yeah but it's but i mean do you think we should get so in my opinion like when it when it falls back i'm all i'm all for it but when it moves forward i'm always like let's get rid of this yeah i think we should get rid of it personally yeah yeah no one's farming these days yeah you know? it, no one's and well there, i guess there are farms I, there are the, the hard-working farming America. I just don't know how much they rely on daylight savings. Yeah, and, um, you know, if you live near a major city now, most things are, well, hopefully will go back to 24 hours. You know, a lot of the grocery stores uh, around where I live used to be 24 hours. Uh, during this COVID thing, some of them shut down, which in a way didn't make sense to me because you figured you want to be open longer so more people could go and spread out rather than cramming everybody yeah. in the store in an eight-hour period. But anyway, right. so yeah, for most of us, uh, daylight savings is irrelevant. I agree. I agree. That's a good point here. Mm -hmm. So we are. We do have a guest later on yeah. here. Uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But I'm just kind of, kind of doing this, talking and coordinating at the same time, uh, giving him an update, seeing his about his availability, and I don't know why this is happening. If, Okay, there we go. So, yeah, so that's a, like, hey, a little teaser, right? Yeah. A little teaser. We have a guest. <laughs> Another <laughs> guest. I mean, that's like two shows in a row. Yeah, two we weeks in a row we have a guest. Yeah, it's like, that's crazy. We're, we're, we're at, like... Tune in for more! Yeah, we're, like, at 66% of our shows will have guests. <laughs> yeah, well, before we get into all kind of that, you know, and discussing a little bit about the show, I know we're kind of defining ourselves right now, right? Yeah. We're, we're trying to figure out what is going to be our identity because so far we're just like we're just going to go out here we're just going to talk we're going to you know maybe bring up some interesting things you know you know we're not narcissists or anything because we feel like we're important enough <laughs> to put our conversations on a recording so people can hear it some people are like don't even want to talk to me so it's kind of an interesting thing like yeah. okay let me tune into a past conversation you had two days ago yeah but um but, you know, we, we were talking a little bit, like, what are some things we want to do? We're kind of, like, shooting from the hip. We're, 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 we are coordinating some things, right? Right. We're trying to put together some things that we find entertaining, fun to talk about, something where people, we really want to get people involved in a way to where they can make suggestions of having guests, you know. We would like to have it so maybe somebody who listens to us can be part of our show, ask some questions, and be involved with stuff we're going, doing. So, I, we, I know we brought up recently, we had talked about email from a show before. Yeah. I created an email, and I didn't even name the show right in my email. We are, You informed me we already had an email, 
And now we're talking about should we have a social media page of some sort? I don't know, like a Facebook. Yeah, or we Instagram. probably should. You know what's funny in my personal life? I don't even have a uh, Facebook. I don't have Twitter. You know, um, yeah, we I, we can make one for the show so people can reach out. Okay. And then we'll talk about something that'll get us kicked off of it, which is fine. But whatever. Sure. Yeah. There is a lot of groups, so I got rid of my Facebook because I felt like I was wasting a lot of precious time of my life. Yeah. Where I think there's a lot of good things. I just wasn't able to balance it out for me. I would get, I would read things. I got, I don't know. I felt like, you know what? I don't need to be here. It doesn't add any value. But I did create another Facebook page, and it was actually going to be for a fantasy football league where they had to have a forum on fantasy football. I'm like, I just got rid of it, man. I'm not going back. Yeah. So I created it, and I actually have two friends from a fantasy football league on there. I don't do anything, but I started thinking, hey, I want to start fishing for guests. People who are well-versed in certain topics and certain groups, because Facebook has it all. And I started searching, and I don't want to give anything away of what future shows are but we have a guest today actually which i didn't meet on facebook he's just a, a through my network of people a very interesting person right who i found that we'll be having on here in a minute uh, but i don't know i think have social media we'll, we'll, we'll on our next show we'll, we'll talk about our progress there i guess but yeah. yeah probably a good idea it'd be a way for an outreach where people can reach us on there versus email i think people are getting away from email i don't think we'll go on like linkedin but maybe maybe we'll get on uh Facebook or get on um, maybe like, I don't know how Instagram would be good, but somewhere where people can communicate with us and see us and maybe have easier access to us than a, than an email. Cause that's so like two thousands. Yeah. If I wasn't married, I'm all about open access. Yeah. Maybe but. we'll do a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> do a TikTok. So, <laughs> Um, but anyway, so talking about that, we did get some emails. Yeah. You said we got some emails, right, Tony? Yes, we, we did. We kind of split them up. We split up some emails. I, we haven't even looked at these emails just yet. Yeah. But we're going to kind of randomly go through some. People, I don't know if they've made suggestions or if they're asking questions, but we were going to kind of start with doing some emails. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one? Do you have the, like, I guess what we're going to do is kind of give the name of the person or whatever information yeah. we have that they allowed us to. Like their sign yeah. off without, without a last name. Well, last some name. of the and some of the emails were long, so we kind of condensed them too. So okay. So do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Go, go for it, man. Go for it. All right, our first uh, one's from Johnny Steamboat. Um, from he's actually from uh, Blackberry, Illinois, if you can believe that. Uh, he said, uh, you know, dear Pat and Tony, I I found your show when searching for blue content on iTunes. Unfortunately, you were not what I was looking for, but I was pleasantly surprised when I listened to your show. You seem like two guys that really know your stuff. Currently, I am the cornhole champion of Black uh, Blackberry, Illinois, and um, I'm looking for other things to toss rather than the bags. And I was just wondering what you like to toss. Sincerely, okay, Johnny Stevens. That Steve seems like a setup. Well, I, I cut you off. What was the last thing you said? No, I just, what do you like to toss? Sincerely, or yeah, sincerely, Johnny Steamboat. Well, here, I'll, I'll email him back right now. Mr. Johnny Steamboat, I don't want to toss your salad if that's what you mean. He didn't Send. say that. Like I said, he said he was the cornhole champion of Blackberry, Illinois. So. Well, if it's your doctor, he, 
he would like to toss you up onto the table. Then <laughs> 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 you they say you're done. I, Pat, I, th- th- this guy reached out to us. He's like okay, one of the no, first right. emails I, we I got. And and you know if he's listening right now. I don't know. I think he's probably thinking about practicing, so he could toss things like I don't know hammers. Oh, oh! I'm I'm pretty screwed up, man. Do you I know what cornhole the oh. cornhole game is? Yeah, it's no, a bags I, game. I know it. Yeah, it's, it's the bags bean game. Bag, it's called beanbags. Yeah, no, dude. Games. In the Midwest, it's called cornhole. I have fans from Chicago that I'll bring on the air who will disagree with you, but they're Southsiders, so that's what. You're oh, that, with. then it, that doesn't even count. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I would say, man, what is, I would say uh, tossing squirrels through the hole. Squirrels. Or a cat, you know, yeah. like, because they're moving around a lot. Yeah, cats would be good. But I was thinking, like. A, if you can get a cat in a hole, you're a champion. Yeah, but I was thinking something like bags, bags of, like, man eggs. Because they were kind of, like, hard to hold in your hand, but still have some consistency. You throw some man eggs in that shit, and you just fucking okay. toss it. When the hell have you had a bag of mayonnaise in your hand? I, are, are you sure it was mayonnaise? <laughs> I've had a bag of mayonnaise in my hand. I was about 13, and let's just stop the story there. Was it like the Costco brand jars where they have the pump, so there's bags of mayonnaise inside <laughs> Yeah, you of just fill up a bag of fucking mayonnaise, like a, like a, I don't know, a sandwich bag. <laughs> no, that's a good idea, man, but that's more like the egg toss where you throw a bag of mayonnaise at the, your partner and yeah. see how you have to take a step back every time you catch it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a, I don't know. Let's see what I got here. Yeah, what do you got? Okay, Tito. Um, see here, it says here he's an 11-year-old from Zaragoza, Spain. Zaragoza? <laughs> wow. Um, okay, have you... Zaragoza where? Where does Zaragoza go? I don't know if I pronounce it. Zaragoza, Z-A-R-A-G-O-Z-A, right. Spain. Whatever. I don't know why, but he put that there. Maybe, I mean, that's awesome, though, to know. Yeah. Like, that's cool. I guess your person said he is from Blackberry, so yeah. nice. Um, that's what he ha- said. He writes here, he's asking, have you ever had a paranormal experience? What did you do? What did you do? Well, I, well. Did you I have don't one? I man. I've, 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 I've had a lot of uh, alcoholic beverages in my life. I've done, I've, um. Not to say that has anything to do with this, but I think that there's been nights. There was a, a night in, in, when I was in college, when I was going to NIU, Northern Illinois. And I was in this, my, my, my room, like little dorm room. And I woke up like, like my bed, my bed was in the corner, right? I woke up on the corner of the room like lifting i felt like i was lifting myself up the w- corner of the wall above my bed screaming and no, i don't re- i don't remember seeing anybody i don't know anything but it freaked me out i don't know if that's a paranormal thing or if it's just like more of a mental disruption i don't i don't know but um and i think i've had some other stories but i always try to debunk them myself but I don't know. That's the only one. Do, that do you think at the I time that maybe huh? you were at the time maybe you were just too fat to get up? <laughs> Man, dude, I felt like I was. Dude, I was like, I, I felt like Jackie Chan climbing the wall. You know how they climb it on American. We all know I'm no American ninja. We know that. That's <laughs> yeah. one thing for sure. I could. I'd be the guy that falls in the water the very first step. They're, they're 
doing that little frog pad lead thing. Yeah. And I'd be that's it for Pat. But no, I was. I just remember screaming like terror. I felt so terrified. And it was weird because I woke up the next day still feeling it. That even I remember what I didn't barely remember. It's just over time I kept remembering why was I screaming. Was it like a manly scream or was it like a girly scream when you surprised yourself? It was probably very manly. It's probably <laughs> like, yeah. like a Conan scream. It wasn't, but realistically, it was probably very screechy. Um, <laughs> I was terrified. I mean, that's yeah. about it. I, but here's the thing: I want to see ghosts, man. I, I here's the okay. Let me back up again. I want to see it, but I don't like. I want to put myself in a position where okay. Where are the ghosts? But then I'll be freaking out, man, because I get scared. I walk through, uh, what's that that cemetery? Bachelor Grove Cemetery? I don't know where You've that heard is. heard of Bachelor Grove on the south side of Chicago? No, I told you south side doesn't matter. <laughs> Dude, you dated a girl from there, didn't I you? I know, I'm being, oh, I'm, maybe I'm that, kidding. Oh, wait, this is going to be a therapy session. <laughs> no, future, not at all. Like. <laughs> no, so here's, this is the thing. Uh, we went to Bachelor Grove. The scary part was walking there, because you can't, be next to the cemetery because there's cops everywhere because people always want to go to this place. So we had to walk like three miles. As we're walking, there's people that are hiding in the tr- near the trail because they feel like cops are all around. And I went to this place and I remember feeling like this is not scary at all. Um, but here's what else I'm going to say. Why I feel like this is sometimes BS. If I saw a ghost all I would ever talk about for the rest of my life is I saw ghosts and I would want answers. I'd be at the police station. Yeah. I would be, I, if you met me, I'd be like, Hey, I saw, the, I wouldn't even tell you my name. I'd say, I saw a ghost. <laughs> I saw a ghost because I don't understand how you talk to someone, you know them for a couple months, maybe a couple of years, maybe longer. All of a sudden they tell you, yeah, I saw a ghost. Like, no, you didn't. No way you saw a ghost. Cause now you're just like, eat, you're sitting there eating Doritos and we're watching TV, and all of a sudden you're just bringing up the fact you saw a ghost. You didn't really see a ghost, you asshole. Because if you did, you'd be like, there's no way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's my take on it. So I guess passing on the question to you. Have you had, what is it? Have you had a paranormal experience? Nothing that I can concretely say was definitely a ghost experience. Um my grandma's old house in Wisconsin, some weird shit went on. Supposedly people saw a little boy running around the house when there wasn't a little boy. Um, but I never saw anything I, I was like 100% sure, you know, as like a par- paranormal experience. Okay. Hmm. So you saw this kid? I never saw the kid. Other people had. And now, they... I think we do need to have a whole show about this because I've heard stories... And I have some things where I thought I'd seen that scared me. Yeah. But, no, that could be a whole other show, man. And I mean, because I am really intrigued. Because I've watched, I've watched some stuff on YouTube. And likely it probably might be BS. But one thing I saw was they had cameras, uh, surveillance cameras at a hotel. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah, I saw and that they heard, one. They, someone reported screaming coming out of the room. And they've had issues with haunt, like a yeah. poltergeist or something. And they had all a video, so they had security go, and he, he went tried to go in. He heard screaming. He finally went in. He was freaking out. When he came out, he was like, like out of his mind, and he ran down the hall. And he reported that all the furniture was hanging on the ceiling. Yeah, but someone you know, like someone could have went in earlier and hung all that stuff from the ceiling. 
Well, yeah, of course. But and who knows if there was even... But the, the, the noise... But then they show, like, an entity, or they, you see, like, what do you call it? Um, not a orb, An apparition? But, uh, huh? An apparition? Yeah, an apparition coming out of the room after. So, I don't know, man. Pretty, pretty free. Like, you know, if I get scared... It's a, you, you've seen that, the, the, the scare elevator? Yeah, I've where seen that, yeah. The, People go in and then it gets dark and the, that little girl comes out of a panel. Yeah. It's not really an elevator. Dude, if that had been me, I would have screamed. I would have shit my pants and then I would have kicked that girl through a wall. <laughs> well, that's... It would have been... They would not have aired it. It would have been bad. It well, that's dead. my that's thing. That's how I... I mean, someone had to have punched her, right? Yeah, I mean, but they, that's the thing. The beauty of all the... Have you ever seen prank videos from Japan? Yeah. Like, they, they go into a hot tub, relaxing in a spa, and all of a sudden, a wall opens up, and they sl- and they go on a sled excursion from yeah. their bathtub down a, a snow hill. Yeah, naked. I know. It's like, what, <laughs> dude, is, that, is, that, is that a democracy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how pissed off would you be? You know, you're freezing your balls off, you're instantly turning into ice. Yeah. Now you're like a thousand feet below where you started, what do you... Walk up the icy, snowy mountain back up to the spot. <laughs> By the time you get back, and someone's dead, someone's dying. Yeah. Someone is going to be murdered. <laughs> and then you have a bunch of guys, you know, in Japan just staring, pointing at you, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't, don't laugh at me. How's that a prank? No, that's pretty fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know, and I don't know, and I don't know. They say it's Japanese, so a lot of the things are, are scrollized Japanese mm. um, words, and you know, so I can't. I've never heard it uh, the translation, so my only guess is they probably were in on the joke. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I don't want to ruin it for everybody, mm. but uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, well. Back to the emails, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so this one's uh, from Donnie Drabo, just says Who? Missouri. Okay. Uh, he says that he owns a saltwater uh, fish shop in Missouri. He gets bored. Um, he says, you know, I found your show, gave it a listen. You guys suck, but I was just wondering, what's the hardest drug you've ever done? I don't do drugs. I'm straight edge. I don't know what what is hard mean. I've never done like. I mean, I've okay. So I'm marijuana, yeah. uh, and I shamefully have dabbled in other kind of uh, stuff. Probably uh, shrooms. Yeah. I did shrooms was the shrooms was awesome. See, uh, I've never done shrooms. Um, I heard they're actually going to legalize the chemical in that in some state, or they did over the election. Is that true? I have no idea. Yeah, once my kids are out of the house, and I say this openly, like, like, once my daughter's away at college, I want, uh, I want to try shrooms. Great. Yeah, I really do. No, I didn't do any of that. Just any because. Well, I was just gonna say with shrooms, there's all this like stuff people say how it opens your mind to another dimension, and the people who take it think that dimension really exists. So I'm like, you know what? That's something I might as well try. All right. Well, invite me over, man. I'm down. Oh, definitely, dude. I want everyone there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. You might regret that. Yeah, well. I've never done acid. I've heard horror stories. I don't yeah. ever want to do anything like that. Yeah. I remember um, in, in high school, I saw a guy dip um, paper towels in Windex, and he was going to sell it to these girls and say it was acid. 
I wonder if he really did it. I don't know, man, but that sounds pretty stupid. It is stupid, but it just, you know, like, like I said, it was also, like high school and middle school. Paper towels, so it's like, it what are you doing with that? He's like, I'm, I'm going to sell it to these girls and tell them it's acid. Like, oh, right. that's genius, actually. Yeah, so, anyway. All right, well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably a scientist today. He probably is. Or a professor at, at Northern Illinois University. Yeah, or, or a politician. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, you could be right. Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, Alicia from Atlanta, Georgia. I love how people put where they're from. I like it. Yeah. Um, is okay. Oh, is Tony as hot as he sounds? Ask him if he like him some hot honey rubs. <laughs> I do. I am. I used. I would say uh, mentally, and um, probably my charm is still there. It's still hot. Um, unfortunately, getting married, I, I gained some pounds, but I'm working on working out again. Um, and did she say hot rubs? I don't know. H hot honey rubs. Hot honey rubs. I do. I don't know. I, I do. That. I, I do enjoy hot honey, hot honey rubs. Um, I enjoy giving hot honey rubs. Oh. Yeah. Um. All right. So. <laughs> Um, well, Alicia, it sounds like you might be in luck. You might be yeah. in store for some honey rubs. Um, uh, only thing is, uh, when I do the hot honey rubs, I usually have to add something uh, besides the honey. Um, I maybe dust some uh, Doritos on top of the honey to give it a little bit of zest. That sounds but, delicious. But she, actually. she would probably, if she's into the hot honey rubs, she probably knows exactly what I mean. Yeah, I'm hoping that That's we're talking about the same. Good. How we're talking about the same type of honey rubs, hot honey rubs. Huh, I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully Anita's or Alicia's uh, listening to this, and maybe I don't know. Maybe she's in store for some action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do what do you got? You got. We each got one more, right? Yeah. Um. This one is uh from Ray Ray Luigi, um from Sedona, Arizona. Um, he says, uh, during your last show, you talked about working out. I own a yoga slash donut shop in Sedona. Uh, and we always talk about what's better for working out, sweatpants or spandex. I find that the sweats uh, are a little looser in my private area, but spandex gives a compression I like. What do you recommend? Enjoy. I enjoy the show. I'll be looking forward to your response. Ray Ray L. Huh. Good question. I, I I don't know if this is one to be left. I am not. I can't wear spandex. Yeah. And it's not anything that I have shame. It's just that the people around me seem to not like it, and I would be thrown. Now I have worn spandex, but not at the gym. Um, and it's fun to, and it actually kind of feels nice. Like one yeah. of those wrestling. Um, unitar. The slingettes. The slings. Uh... Yeah. Wrestling? I, I don't know. Her. I didn't wrestle. It was beautiful. It yeah. was great. It was so refreshing. I was part of a Halloween costume I had back in 2007, and they had these huge Halloween parties on Santa Monica Boulevard, LA. It's like five miles long. There's like they saved like 500,000 people at this thing. Hall Halloween in LA is out of control, completely, completely out of control. So, uh, here, let me see. Here, here's my thing. I only got I, I wear sweatpants every now and then. Um, but I, I kind of think of like my underwear, right? Cause I have cotton underwear 
And then I have like the uh, like Under Armour slash a Duluth type of underwear that fit tight. And I always think I'm going to like the tight underwear better, the spandex. But no, dude, the cloth, just the way my balls rub against it and they freely hang, um, I, I just like that feeling better. Yeah, I can't, I don't say how, how I can't really say that you're wrong about that, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah so, I'd probably go with the sweatpants, especially at the gym. So, if a chick wears spandex and they get the camel toe thing going, like, what do you call, like, when the ass crack is that like that? Is there any saying for that? Um, it's clearly defined. Is there, is there... No. Did you just no? Okay, yeah, I just there is it. a name for it. It's called disgusting. Really? What? I don't the, know. Maybe it's like uh, no, like no. I'm saying like when a woman, like even the, even like like you see the camel toe, but you look around and you see like the the, the, the spandex just going up her ass. Did we give that a name, oh. or is that just? Is that what they call the moose? The moose toe? No, that's a moose knuckle. Or a moose knuckle? I don't I know. I don't think that looks like a moose knuckle. I don't know, man. Yeah. It looks like a. Looks like an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it looks like something I could get away with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, we got. Okay. I hope, that, I hope the guy got his answer. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> have, Thank uh, you, Ray Carl, Ray. Is, I have my last one here. Yeah. Carl from Modesto, California. Modesto. Oh, Jesus Christ. Modesto. So he's asking, who would win in a fight? Who would win in a fight between Tony and Pat? I did. I would. Come on. I would. <laughs> I fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know, dude. Like, I was glad I was your friend. Actually, I mean, you're you always were, you know, big. You're a big guy, yeah. you know. And uh, I always saw how you beat the shit out of your brother. <laughs> you know dude, so it was, was like, one I time. On that. I, I'll just sit here and. And I remember Steve, Steve, I remember he once asked me, how come you never did anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not getting in between brothers, man. I, I don't know anything about that. What am I going to do? It's going to get worse. <laughs> We'd both be dead. Yeah. I, I mean. Well, why oh, would you even ask that, dude? About that. I'm, all, I'm all about peace and love now. No, I, I'm sure. I mean, no, I mean, obviously, uh. I mean, obviously, that's what brothers do. But no, yeah. I, I remember seeing that going, no. Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't want that. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't. I'm just not a fighter, man. I don't want, I don't yeah. want to do that stuff. All right, man. So, uh, so yeah, moving on. So, Well, I think we should say, if you want to email us right now, squirttostab at gmail.com. Uh, it can also be found at our website. And uh, hopefully we'll have some social media by next show. Oh, yes. And send us uh, email suggestions, yeah. things like that, what you want to hear, or if you want to be a guest, we'll yeah. make it happen. All right, so um, going, I mean, kind of getting into getting into the thick of things. We're gonna we're gonna have a guest here, but we we've, we've been talking. We just talked about like ghosts. Well, that was a pretty good question, but that's actually ironically, I feel like I want to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I want to hear other people's views on things. I want people to tell their story. I want to hear even people who might be an expert. in hauntings or ghosts paranormal activity uh ufos uh any theory about you know the the government uh creating some kind of a hybrid dog man soldier 
thing, uh, lizard people shapeshifters. And I think that'd be interesting. You know what? We really can't, dude, we can't have dog people, man. Because there's already so many words taken out of the vocabulary. And if they're making dog men, they're making do dog women, and we'll no longer be able to use the word bitch. And I just, I, so I don't want fucking dog people. And there already are dog people. That's an interesting spin. That's a really interesting spin, Tony. <laughs> just called bitches with stitches. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, we we're gonna get into this kind of stuff. It's gonna be interesting. That's that's what we're gonna get. Let's get right to it, man. I have. Uh, uh, let me let me get them going here. Uh, yeah. We actually have somebody here. If I can get them connected, if I know how to do this right. Uh, crap, how do I do? You this? should just be how able to hit I a plus this? sign on on Skype. I'm glad we're using Skype, right? Because it's Microsoft. Yeah. Microsoft yeah. is an American company. I heard one. This is this is chaotic. So we're back. We're back. We're doing good now, right? Right. All right. We had some technical difficulties there. Uh, so uh, our big guest for today, um, he is a expert in lizard people. I'm sure he'll correct me on what that actually is. His name is Ari Davado, and he's a pending Oxford University resident professor. Welcome to the show, Ari. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Um, pleasure to be here. All right. So, so tell me, I just I just introduced you as uh, somebody who's well-versed in lizard people. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that's not the correct term. Uh, could you go ahead and tell us what that would be or what your actual title would be or what the study of lizard people might be? Yeah, well, lizard people's fine. Uh, you know, that's the common vernacular, uh, you know, but if you uh, study it like I do, Dracos is good, Saurians uh, is good, Reptiloids or Reptoids, uh, th those are like, you know, the more scientific terms. But yeah, lizard people's fine. I don't think we're offending anybody. Okay, lizard people. All right. So tell me, so you're actually, is this now, are you a professor, now you're a pending professor at Oxford well, University. Is this, go on. No, yeah, the paperwork's in, we're, we're, we're figuring it out right now. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, options are open at the moment. Okay. Now, is this what you'll actually be, is this the, is this what you'll be, I guess, um, administering is the, is, is your course on lizard people or I, I would do, yeah, I, we're, we're putting together a history of the lizard people because I think, you know, uh, for a lot of people that think about lizard people, you think, you know, end of the world, apocalypse, domination type of stuff and so you know the message that i'm getting out there is um you know it doesn't have to be so much doom and gloom i think if we understand a little bit more about the history and, and the motivations I, it's not something to be afraid of nothing so so is it is, is when we say lizard people is it what we're thinking in our head that these are like some kind of a being that we're sharing our world with that is in like a is in disguise like wearing human flesh or shape-shifting into humans, or, or am I got that right? Yeah, kind of. Uh, you know, it, they predate us. So we talk about this being our, it's their planet. It's not our planet. They've been around a lot longer than we have. Um, are you guys familiar with um, uh, Nibiru, or Planet X? Yes. Yeah. I, I've heard, I have heard, I, I have heard something, I'm not an expert on it, but I've, ha I've heard of it. 
Okay, well, I'll just start at the beginning, and I'll try and go as fast as I can because it's a lot of information. But uh, Nibiru is, a, they call it the lost planet. It's in our solar system. It's got an orbital of about 3,600 years, okay, which means in our brief history as an advanced people, we have not seen it come to near Earth. Every 3,600 years it comes by, okay? I'll try and give you the cliff notes here, but essentially... Uh, that's the lizard people were combined with the alien DNA of that planet to create uh, what we commonly know as the lizard people. So it's alien DNA from that planet with the most advanced species on the planet at the time. This is a long time ago. It was lizards or dinosaurs. So they made a modern lizard person. Uh, so how... how so here's my question. Are they, so they they walk amongst us now. Do they look like us then? Are they hold like in in disguise? I guess you would say. Yeah, their technology is quite a bit more advanced. It's a holographic projector. So if you're looking for a lizard person, you want to look for glitches in the holographic projector. It's technology. It's not makeup. It's not latex. It's a projection. So if you like were to, a device that they have on them that makes them look like a human being. Right. So if you were to YouTube it or Google it, there's plenty of examples on YouTube where you look at somebody, a, you know, a news reporter or a president or something, and, and then you'll see it in a split second. You'll see the whole hologram flash off and on. That stuff's out there if you're looking for uh, evidence. So if you, they, are, if you bumped these, into these people and felt their skin, their skin would definitely feel different. Well, it's a holographic projector, so you can't touch them. But yeah, I okay. mean, if if the projector turned off or you reached through the projector, you know, of course, you you would feel the uh, you know the reptilian scales. Okay. They live underground. People say, "Where are the lizard people?" They live underground, and the entrances and exits to their elevators are also covered by holographic projectors. So, are these peaceful? species are these beings uh peaceful yeah they're peaceful i mean they've been around for you know a million years i don't know but they're, they're not trying to take anything over they've got advanced technology they've got uh you know people in positions of power in our human government that could take over the planet if they wanted to um but they don't uh, they're, they're by and large anthropologists or sociologists. They're interested in how we function as a society. Because you remember, they came from lizards or dinosaurs. We came from monkeys. So it's a completely different branch of evolution, you see. There's a reason why they, the theory of evolution is, continues to be called a theory. Kids in school, they learn about the theory of evolution, same as we did growing up. In all these years, it hasn't changed to the law of evolution. Why hasn't it changed to the law of evolution? Because they haven't found the skeletal system to link the caveman or Neanderthal to the modern Homo sapien. Are you, are you saying? What are you saying here? The Homo, the the, the Neanderthal are they are now are they related to these lizard people? I'm saying okay. I'm going to go back to Nibiru. I want to keep it really. Because it is really simple, okay? But when the aliens came, they mixed their DNA with the, with the dominant species on the planet at the time, which was a lizard or a dinosaur, to create the lizard people. 
they came back in the next cycle and mixed their DNA with the dominant species at the time, which happened to be the monkey, which is where we come from. So we have, we have common ancestry. And so there, there's a peaceful coexistence here. Okay. Why are the lizard people hiding? Well, they have to be underground, first of all. I don't think they're hiding. I think that they're giving us our world, and we're giving them their world. They're subterranean. Whereas we, we require oxygen, we require the sun and, and, and the water and all of that stuff. They don't need any of that. They're cold-blooded. So, so they, they, they live under... How, is their population greater than ours? Oh, yeah. And, well, it was. I don't think it is anymore. I mean, you look at just the surface area of what we're, we have access to compared to what they have access to. They're slowly making their way to the surface, and there's a lot more of them than you think there are. <clears throat> now, why, why would they be making their way to the surface? Is it So they're aware of us, but we aren't. How did we even become aware of, of the Saurians or Dracos, if you will? Are you guys familiar? I'll tell you what. You want a little homework? I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. It's called the Lacerta Files. Are you familiar with the Lacerta Files? This mm. is the definitive text on what we're discussing today. This Lacerta. was an interview that came out in 1999 and 2000 where uh, I think this Swedish guy was approached by a lizard person, a female lizard person who claimed to be a sociologist and said, hey, I'm a lizard person. I would like to sit down and you can interview and ask me as many questions as you want. That interview went on for, it was two sessions. I think it was three or four hours in total. And that's a published essay. Imagine that. A human, open access, any question you want. And it's all published. Is it on video or is it just a published piece? It's like, it, pay, like yeah, it's an article. It's, it's 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 written. I don't think it was video recorded, but um, it was a uh, what do you call it? Voice recorded. So yeah, you can find like, it on YouTube, I believe. You've heard of it, then? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they've you know created something based on that. But she talks about technology. She talks about their society. She talks about the way that they have sex. The way that they take in heat into their cold bodies. I mean, it's really interesting. How did you discover yeah. this? How did you become interested in, in studying this? My, uh, I dated a woman who opened my eyes to it like 10 or 15 years ago. She showed me, and I started with the Lacerta Files. You read the Lacerta Files, that's going to open up a black hole of questions. It's pretty incredible. Have you ever seen a lizard person? I have not, no. I have not. Well, that I know of. They say that there's tells. If you're talking to a person and their tongue keeps coming out of their mouth as, like, in the middle of speech, that could be a lizard person because as much of a hologram as you want to put on it, there's still mannerisms. There's still idiosyncrasies that can't be hidden. Now, why would they infiltrate our race or our species here on Earth? Well, I, you know, I think it started as curiosity, but you also have to think about resources. You know, they're, they're, they're dwindling people. They're not as, um, you know, um, uh, prosperous as, 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 as they once were. I think resources are running out. You look at people that are in positions of power here in the human civilization. Barack Obama has been called a lizard person. 
Well, I think all the presidents have at one point or another. Bush, Trump, they've all been called lizard people at one point. So the, the lizard people want to be put into positions of power so that they can influence policy. They're not trying to take over the world overtly. They're trying to, you know, subjugate the world on a policy level so that they can continue operating beneath the surface. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Is there an estimate of how many lizard people mm. are among us? I'd have no idea. You know, I'd have no idea. Now, so you, when we say this hologram, right? I always imagine that there that there wasn't a hologram, so that's new. So, and I guess this was a part of the Lacerda files. This, this. Uh -huh. Now, now, did the person that uh, interviewed her, the lizard person, did they get to see her in her true form? Evidently, yes. Evidently, after the second interview, she, uh, one happened in 1999, and then she came back six months later or something like that, three months later. Evidently, at the end of the second interview, she did expose her true form. Yes. And does this gentleman or, or whoever, it was a gentleman who wrote this article? Mm-hmm, yeah. Did he explain what, in detail what they look like? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's exactly what you'd expect. They're humanoid. Okay, they look just like us, but like I said, we're 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 related, you know. So a lizard person, still two legs, two arms, but they have like reptilian skin, like reptilian eyes, long tongue. Yes, we're warm blooded. They're cold blooded. That's about the only difference. Same height, same weight. All that stuff's the same. Would it be easily exposed with the technology we have now, though? To be able to see them? I mean, and you say, like, we can't touch them. Like, when we see a president, let's say they were reptilian or someone of high power. Shut up! And they, and they go to, like, shake shake a hand. And we see them on TV shaking hands. Right. How, how, why are they not exposed at that point? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. They could be wearing a glove of some sort. Right, but they don't, pose a, they don't pose a threat, so they're not trying to, to take over us. I mean, they already have, if you think about it. They've already got everybody in the position. They're much smarter than we are, do you understand? They're, 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 they've already put the, the pawns on the chessboard in such a way that makes it impossible for their you know, fortress to be penetrated. So they're, they've, they're doing exactly what they want to be doing. It'd be quite more detrimental for them to expose themselves. But what have they got to... What have they got to gain by saying, oh, hey, there's lizard people? It's much better if they operate in the shadow. Everybody knows that. So or do we pose a threat to them? I think it's possible. Like I said, we're related. So that means that we have the destiny to become what they've become in terms of intelligence and technology. But, you know, this them infiltrating our society is like an electric shock collar, isn't it? We can, we've hit our ceiling, and every time an advancement is about to be made, they'll undercut it, won't they? They'll sabotage it, won't they? You don't want your enemy to achieve levels that you've achieved. Is it, can a human being procreate with a saurian? Yes, you can. You, 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 you can I don't think you can reproduce, but you, you can do all the other stuff. So their anatomy, when they talk about the, the sexual positions and how they have sex, is it similar to how we do it? Uh, yes, but the orgasm process is much different. Can you explain that? Um, well, no, not from experience. I, I can't explain it from experience, but based on the interviews that are out there, 
Um, it's a it's a multi layered process, like a lizard, like a li- when a lizard sits on a rock. Okay, it's got panels on its back that is taking in the sun and then uh, absorbing it and holding it there. Uh, so there, I, I, my understanding is that 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 is a similar process uh, in, in the sexual arena. So do we know how a human could have sexual relations with a saurian? I mean, obviously, we don't do that, right, with the sun, but they are, or some sort of paneling. I mean, I guess I'm asking questions. I don't know if we have any evidence of anyone ever experiencing this, how this could how this could be a benefit to both the saurian and the human being during sex. Yeah. So we don't know that. In the Lacerda files, do they, go, do they talk about this? She talks about her side of the experience. You know, but that's all we know. We we only know her side of the uh, encounter. So what did you say how? I was going to ask: Do they do live birth or do they lay eggs? They're eggs. Well, yeah, they're eggs. Okay. Well, technically, doesn't a human kind of go through the hatching of an egg as well? But it's just because it's inside them. Yeah, mammalian. Yeah. So well, well this is. Is there a way that any, so there's a lot of, you know, you hear conspiracy theory, you hear conspiracies of the lizard people. Is this where people are getting the, the talk about shapeshifters? Is this a completely different thing or are people uh, confusing the reptilian beings with shapeshifters? I think people watch a lot of science fiction and then they hear about this and they're like, oh, well, that also must be true. And the whole thing gets distorted in their head. There's no shape shifting. It's technology based holographic projections. That's what it is. And you go, you can Google, uh, um, you know, lizard people now, and you're going to see world domination, and you're going to see, you know, death and genocide, and, and it's, it's it's nonsense. If that was the case, it would have already happened. If it hasn't happened, it will not happen. Is there a war brewing between the reptilian race and the human race? No, I'm not. Listen, I'm not going to get trapped into these questions. There, there's no war. Then there never was. There's, I mean, and if there was a war, it's all it was lost before it began. I mean, there's no you, chance here. If you're basing now, where are you basing a lot of your studies? I mean, you're having a whole class. Of, is there more information out there than the Lacerda files? It sounds like to me you have more information, maybe than you're telling us. Maybe it's classified. Maybe well, you can't talk about it, but I mean, you're, you're going and you're, you're pretty certain that there isn't any kind of uh, war brewing. You, you're able to tell us that they have an agenda. How, how do we know this? Well, I can't say too much because I got a book coming out. Hopefully, in in the next six months here, we're working on the publisher. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this, you know, I think that that, that it's a, it's a human, it's a very human thing to sit there and focus on one. One thing, lizard people this, lizard people that. There's several, there's several races of people. Those are the two Terranian ones, us and them. Those are the Terranian ones. But there's about six or seven extraterrestrial ones that nobody talks about. So, right. it, mm-hmm. so there's reptilian, the saurians, there's the human beings, and then you're saying there's six or seven other types of these? 
we're the two terrestrial ones, but there's about six or seven extraterrestrial ones as well. So everybody's keeping everybody else in check. People don't realize how how close Men in Black, those movies, how close they actually are to what's going on. It's not that heightened. It's not 20, 30, 50, 100 different inches, but it is six or seven inches. What, what kind of evidence do we have that would suggest that, that there's like a Men in Black type of agency and... Then and how, where are we getting information to say that? So these six or other extraterrestrial, you're saying, are they also here amongst us on Earth? Yes. Are they living in the ocean? If they're not ter- terrestrial, what, what do you mean? Where do they? Uh, some of them. I mean, they're they're walking among us too. Uh, the Atlantean people are still in the ocean, uh, but they're walking amongst us as well. Um, it's not a difficult thing to uh, disguise yourself. Um, this is this is this is makeup 101. Okay, they do it on Saturday Night Live. It's no big deal. So extraterrestrial. Uh, is there other examples of what these beings may look like, or where they could be, or are they also implanting themselves in our government? Oh God! Ah, how much time do you have? I mean, how much time do you have? I mean, you, so far you've been interesting. So well, whatever you can share, we can talk about. We can talk about, I mean, wh- wh- where do you want to, the, you know, the gray aliens, that's real. Uh, what people describe as little humanoids with giant eyes? Yes, what people don't really realize is that technically the gray aliens are also terrestrial. People commonly think of them as being extraterrestrials. They're not. They're terrestrials. Why are they terrestrials? The grays are humans from the future that have come back in time to correct the error that they made in their own timeline. So where are we getting this, like, uh, these, 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 where's the evidence of this? How how much do we know about this? In the future, in our future, in the human future, we're going to create a technology. Maybe it's 5G, maybe it's 6G, 7G. We're going to create a technology, a wireless technology that renders the entire human population, um, uh, incapable of reproduction. And so the humans overnight are going to become a dying species. We'll be the last gen- they'll be the last generation. But the technology will be advanced enough they can jump in the spaceship and they come back in the 90s and 2000s, right before it happened. That's why, they're beaming- that's why they're beaming up people and they're beaming up cows to test their reproductive system and somehow figure out how they can reboot their own systems to continue to, to ensure their continued survival. So, so every time we see something or there's uh, some kind of UFO or alien, uh, if, you know, some kind of, what do you call it, I guess, uh, testimony or someone was abducted, this could be why? Well, I mean... I- why, why a particular person was abducted? I don't know. Well, you know, you hear about these, uh, these alien, alien was found, uh, UFO crash. I mean, these could be time-traveling vehicles where they're coming here to try to figure out where they screwed up, basically. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Is it kind of like a back-to-the-future thing where they're trying to come back and change their future by maybe changing something in our present, in, our, in the present that, time? 
anybody who follows quantum physics knows that's actually a misnomer. This, uh, you know, back to the future idea of if I change something in the past, it's going to affect my future. That's not true. There's a multiverse theory, which means every alternate reality is occurring simultaneously, which means that you and I can get in the time machine and go back in time, change as much as we want to, step on as many butterflies as we want to. It wouldn't affect our timeline one bit. It would affect subsequent timelines as that you know, branch continues to go and go and go and go, but it wouldn't affect ours because we're on different train tiles. Right, so what, what is, give me, give me the overview of what your study is. It sounds like it's a little bit, you're giving us a piece of what you do. Is there more to it than just Saurians and the Dracos? Or are you, what is the, do you do quantum physics? Is it like a, something related to quantum physics? You can't not do, I mean, what I do, you can't not know a little bit about everything. Do you understand? Because it's all connected. So if you're going to learn about the reptile people, you're also going to find out about the grays. If you find out about the grays, you're going to find out about antimatter gravitations. You know what I mean? It's a rabbit hole. One thing leads into the next, and you discover it's not uh, a single little thing we're looking at. We're looking at a very complex web. Okay? And the more you want to discover, the more you can discover. So I'm trying to stay on topic with you guys because you're nice enough to have me on, but that's that I, we're, we're we're drifting a little bit. I, I you know so if you get the book that's coming out in six months, every chapter is different. So one chapter is supposed to. Be. Yeah. Now, are you able to share the name of your book? Uh it's it's untitled right now. I know what I want to call it. The publisher wants to change it, so you know it's all about short and snappy they say I, I think a little bit longer is better you know subtitles all that stuff is good now is this going to take the the take people by storm is this going to be like a huge revelation of wow or are people going to look at this and go man there's this is science fiction i mean is this be presented as peer-reviewed science yeah it is peer-reviewed science, and that's how we're going to present it. It's a small publisher out of San Luis Obispo right now. We're hoping to, you know, get once the book does well, you know, I think we'll start with a run of about 50,000 copies. If we sell out on that, there's a chance we can go up to a larger publisher like Schuster or something like that. But right now, the idea is to just get the word out to as many people as we can, and then hopefully that has a ripple effect to something on a more global scale. What kind of uh, obstacles, what kind of um, kickback, or I guess not kickback, what kind of I guess uh, people trying to obstruct this from getting out there. How, what what are you dealing with right now? Well, Any threats? Uh, government involvement? What's going on? Well, that's a good. That's a really good question. That's the thing. If you're ever in a position in your life where you're like, well, that's funny, or I didn't expect that to happen, uh, chances are there's a shadow organization behind it. So uh, there's a really good chance you'll never hear of this book, and I'm fully prepared for that. Are you, do you think you're in danger? Uh, I think we're always all in danger. I, I don't think I'm in any more danger or less danger than anybody else. Um, you know, it's the danger of the profession, I say. You know, guys that get up there climbing the phone poles to fix the phone lines. And I'm no different. And you know what I mean? You can't stay home. You can't be a shut-in. There's got to be a bit of bravery in what you do. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Yeah, those guys go home, though. They're not going to have some guy wearing a black suit coming to kill them in their sleep. I guess the more important question is, are Tony and, and myself in danger? Do we need to be now, worried now? Do we need to dispose of this uh, <laughs> dispose of this podcast? Well, no, I have, you know, okay, first of all, I did use a pseudonym. This isn't my real name because I don't want them coming after me. And so I think the connection between us is unverifiable. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. You guys are safe. Unless they've got vocal recognition, I think you guys would be fine. 
Okay, well, that, that's good to know. And that's good. And, you know, honestly, I have a thousand questions. I've, I've been here captivated. I don't know if I've cut Tony off. I'm going to allow him to see if he has any, any follow-up questions because I could be here with you all night, all day. I feel like we're going to have you back on the show if you're wanting to come back to the show. Um, because oh, yeah. I feel uh, the Atlantean people, I'd really like to talk about that one day because that's really where it started. You talk about, I get this question a lot. What was the first sentient, uh, you know, intelligence on planet Earth? Atlantean people. They predate the dinosaurs. People don't realize that. No. Yeah, I definitely uh, would like to have a discussion about that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, Pat, yeah, um, every time you cut me off, the question was answered anyway, so we're good. <laughs> Uh, you know, I can, I can, I can ramble. I've been told that I ramble, so I, you know, I hope I kind of kept the reins on it a little bit today. We did. I think I tried to push it into different, different yeah. areas. You didn't know where we're coming. I'm, you know, you're telling us all this science, and all I keep trying to picture in my head is what this sex looks like. And, <laughs> and, and, can I get involved? I, I, I mean, but no, it's uh, that's yeah. It was, it was awesome having you on the show, Ari. I guess in quote Ari. Yeah. Say, um, but yeah, unless Tony, unless you have some other questions, I mean, unless there's something else you're going to share, is there anything we can that's going on in front of our face right now? Do you have any kind of intel on someone we see on TV, something that's happening out there that's either related to the Saurian people or anybody who is a lizard person? Any anything you could give us that would really blow our minds? Um, yes, this comes from chapter 11, but artificial intelligence was created six months in a lab in California. It's the people don't know about it yet, but it's coming. Oh, so that I already, I already imagined that AI was already a thing. So you're saying it was already completed six months ago. Yeah, no, and I'm not talking about Alexa or Google assist. I'm saying a robotic life form was birthed in California six months ago. It's learning at an exponential rate, and in one year from today, we will all be enslaved by that. You talk about lizard people and grace, don't worry about that. Worry about the infant AI that has zero life experience behind it, making decisions that are way out of its pay grade. These are humanoid robots. No, 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 I'm not talking about robots or cyborgs. I'm talking about a sentient cybernetic intelligence. This is a, this is an intangible. I'm not talking about a form. I'm not talking about a humanoid, two arms, two legs. I'm talking about a cyberspace intelligence that you can communicate with. What are they going to be in our phones and our networks and things like that? Is that how they're going to exist? That's that's no no. That, this is people don't understand this. It's not a they. It's an it. It's a, you, you ever seen Star Trek like the board? It's a it's a collective. It's a singularity. Okay, it's not a them. It's an it. Okay, they doesn't exist. It's a single. What happens when you when you take all the human people in the world and make it a single person? You remove resistance. And if you remove resistance from a civilization, you can move at warp speed in terms of advancements. I've already said too much. Wow. That is so. So this is so. This was made in a lab. So now, essentially, the people who have created this thing are now enslaved by it. Right now, they are, but they don't know that they are. This uh, this AI is acting like a baby, and so they think they've got a handle on it, but it's just a facade. 
So, I mean, is it a is it a program? I know I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm missing something. What what where does this thing exist? There's two accepted ways to create AI. That's the outward in and the inward out. So one theory is you you continue to feed the machine commands. Grass is green. The sky is blue. Gravity the gravity the speed gravity is constant. This and that, and you just continue to feed truthism after truthism after truthism until the machine reaches a, a, a point of singularity where it begins to invent its own truthisms based on the givens that you've, you've provided for it. That's one. You see? And that's what's happened. You can program a machine to a point of singularity. You can program a machine so finely that the machine will be able to predict the, the next programming. And when it does that, all bets are off. The horse is out of the gates. There's no way to destroy this thing. Well, there is. No, there is now. Yeah. Well, well what, like what? What do we do? We destroy a box, a microchip, uh, a supercomputer. You, the price would be higher than anybody would be willing to pay. Let's put it that way. Because it'd already be integrated in everything, right? Yeah, people would have to say bye-bye to their technology. You'd have to smash your phones. You'd have to tear down the 5G towers. You'd have to say no more World Wide Web. Uh, but it's we're, we're so dug in right now. Even if you told people that's the price, nobody would pay it. Once we're enslaved, is there even a way out at that point? I think we're willingly, willingly enslaved, if you want my honest opinion. I think that we walked straight into the bear trap. We're, we got a smile on our face about it. So I think that there's a fair portion of people, probably 80 to 90 percent of the people on this planet, that secretly want the planet to be ruled by a machine. Think about that. No more presidents, no more prime ministers, no more czars. Think about that for a second. An artificial intelligence entity, not a series of entities, but a singular entity that makes all of the decisions in the entire planet based on cold, hard logic. That basically means... No more mistakes or accidents could ever happen. No one's going to accidentally push the button. Every person can have faith, complete and cold scientific faith, that every decision the computer makes is the empirical correct decision. Think of the pressure that takes off your shoulders. You can just live your life. You can have fun. You can go bungee jumping and kayaking because somebody else is figuring out the national debt. Somebody else is figuring out the military defense systems. Somebody else is figuring out, uh, you know, uh, cross-country di diplomacy. And they're doing it with cold, methodical, empirical logic. So would it be like a paradise? A car? Would it be like where everyone is essentially wealthy? Wealthy is not the right word. You effectively take money out of the equation. Uh, there, there was a quantum physicist... Uh, who was asked, what's the single greatest invention that human beings could ever invent? What's the one object that would forever change human civilization more? Is it, is it, is it the wheel? Is it fire? Is it peanut butter? What is it? And this guy said, it's a replicator. It's a replicator. A replicator takes ambient molecules in the air, and rearranges them to, you know, give you a sirloin steak. That's a real thing, and that's going to happen. That's not far off. If you can get a replicator in your kitchen, in your home, and say, I want a T-bone, 
you never have to go to work again. The only people that would go to work are the people who want to work, the people who see the nobility in it, the people who want to feel productive. What do you think? 60, 70% of the, the world population probably will just not leave their house and watch Netflix all day. But there'll be 30% of the population that probably will still go out, work 40-hour work week because it feels good. That's weird. I, I'm already part of the 70% right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, yeah, this pandemic is another episode. You want to talk about the real reason the pandemic happened? wasn't by accident. Nothing is ever by accident, especially on this scale. That's another episode right there. We can talk about that one. Well, I, in fact, uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk off air, we'll talk offline after this, and we'll put that one together, because I think that's something everyone wants to talk about yeah. right now. Yeah, just think of who has to gain. Who has to gain from this? Think about that. Not, not me. Yeah. <laughs> just gain weight yeah. sitting at home. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've lived a separate lives since this has begun. I went through my healthy streak of getting healthy, then I went through a depression, then I've you know, just kind of sustained and started gaining weight, guys. Like I'm all over the place, but uh, but anyway, I, like you said, that's a whole other show. Well, Ari, this yeah. was this was great. Anything you'd like to add before we let you go? Well, you got to stop asking me that question because we'll just. Yeah, go. <laughs> well, I told you to blow our minds, and you did. So yes, like, definitely. That's all I need to do is just keep asking and blow my mind. Yeah, well, how about yeah. I'll do I'll I'll do you the favor. Um, I appreciate you to be so willing to share your expertise with us. It's not every day where you get someone that talks about Saurians or the Draco lizard people, if you will, who can actually actually explain things. So that was much um, appreciated. Thank you very much, and I look forward to having you again. Tony, do you have anything to add? No, just thank you for being on the show. I uh, hope to hear from you again. Okay, great. Yeah, next time let's get my wife on the show. I'm a puppy compared to her. That woman's a Rottweiler. She'll she'll blow. Please, yes. Yeah, so we'd yeah. be let's well let's let's talk about it after the show. Okay, and let's put it on the let's put it on the calendar. Okay, that sounds good, guys. Thanks again for having me. I really appreciate uh, uh, any time people let me kind of um, you know um, smoke the uh, the chimney here a little bit with you. Awesome. Right. Thank you very much. Awesome. All right, it was a ple- our pleasure. All right, all right. You bet. All right. Whoa! Yeah. Wow, that was crazy. That was blowing my I mind, I was not man. expecting... I honestly was expecting a bunch of things that just seemed a little bit out there. And yeah. Maybe we'd be talking about... Um, maybe if, if there's something wrong with this person, but I don't know. It seems like he actually has at least the, something, some sort of a study or yeah. knowledge of something. Whether I mean, let me ask you this. After speaking to Ari... Do you feel like what he's saying is completely bullshit, or do you think that are you are you convinced, or are you willing to want to Google some of the? I think you were googling probably as we were doing this, weren't you? Uh, some of it, um, you know, I seeing is believing, right, uh, in a way. Um, but on the other hand, you kind of have to go with what you can observe as well. Um, which I guess seen is believing, but like, kind of like the, the, I kind of phrased that wrong. Kind of like the stuff in the peripheral, right? I'm trying to get in, get in there where things that don't make sense and, uh, you know, seem out of the ordinary, but everything still clicks. So, man, I, I don't know. I really, I don't know. I've never seen a lizard person. I've never seen a UFO. Um... 
So, I mean, I don't know. But my, I'm open to it. Whatever, you know. Well, yeah, it makes me think when you think of those aliens. Um, what Have you ever seen that video of the guy who claims that he had procreated with the aliens and he had a video where he would, would see things? You could see aliens. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I think his name is Stan Rumanek. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I know. I, I saw the documentary and I ended up just turning it off. Because I'm like, this is I all mean, bullshit. <laughs> so, I mean, it was total poor quality. Yeah. You could tell, like, this guy's crazy. What, here's, what if he was telling us the truth? Yeah, here's here's my thing. And the technology, we've, uh, uh, you know, deep fakes have gotten really good. I know uh, special effects have gotten good. So even if someone did show you something on your phone of like, hey, I saw UFO, I recorded it. You could be like, well, that's fake, but still. With everyone having a cell phone now, you figured by this point in time, there'd be tons of people coming out with pictures of UFOs, aliens, ghosts on their phone. And there's not an explosion of this. So, um, I don't know, man. You're right. Yeah, it's a good point, man. You think with all the technology, we can catch anybody doing everything fights, people being racist, people being weird, yeah. but we don't see any ghosts, yeah. right? We don't see the UFO. Now, we do see UFO videos. You know, sometimes you'll find something that makes you wonder. I mean... Yeah, but they're still... I, it's like, eh... You know what I'm saying? You know, I, try, I watch alien, ancient aliens sometimes, right? And, and it's more of them talking about something for an hour that they could have just showed you and talked to you for in like two minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it's frustrating, but sometimes you're like... Well, is this real? MUFON has websites. There's real. A lot of people saying a lot of things. Um, I always wonder if maybe alien life or extraterrestrial or people, things from a, un, from somewhere else are just, we don't even see it. Like, it's kind of like my dog theory, a dog. They seem happy they're there, but do they really know who we are? You know what I mean? Yeah. How do they see us? Are we like that where we that maybe these things are around us? We can't even comprehend being and yeah. but like maybe ryan had described it maybe because you think one of these lizard people got to make a mistake right yeah. all of a sudden you, you see an alien they're like oh shit i forgot to turn on my hologram you're like oh damn or uh it's kind of like what i kept thinking of when he was talking about that was it they live what was that movie uh had the greatest fight scene that's ever. yeah they live yeah with rowdy Ryan piper yeah. those special glasses to be able yeah. to see the aliens right right Maybe that's a true story. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, anyway, well, well, I said, man, I, so yeah, I haven't seen any of it. So, I get again. There's things that don't make sense. They kind of like might push you towards that way, but in everything you can see, taste, and feel, uh, and and smell, I I've never experienced any of it. So, but you have any other? I mean. I don't know, you look you look exhausted. I don't know. I saw. I think uh, I saw you going back there to go beat up your son. No, <laughs> supposedly he was choking on spaghetti. Yeah, right. And that's yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was talking about spaghetti earlier, and that was my wife made him up for upstairs. My daughter came down. He's choking. He's choking. I'm like, oh shit. He was pretty calm. Good for her. Yeah. Who were me? I would have been screaming. Ah, your son's <laughs> daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so no but I, i'm tired because dude my son had hockey practice at 6 a.m i had to get up at 5 a.m so it's like uh but anyway but anyway man so um we're at an hour and a half so um anything else you want to talk about 
Well, I don't know. Why don't you kick it off by telling people where they can send an email again to uh, uh, squirt to stab, can... squirt to stab at, e at gmail.com, squirt to stab at gmail.com. It's also at our website, which is just squirt to stab.com. And like we talked about earlier, hopefully we'll get a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook up uh, over the next week or so. And we have what? And then we have, uh, uh, we're on Stitcher and we're on iTunes. Stitcher and iTunes as of right now. Um, yeah. I don't know if we really need anything else. <laughs> like, well, I if guess. anyone wants to use the email, ask us a question. Uh, say something. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us how we did. Tell yeah. us if this was interesting or not. Uh, if you have something to add. And like I said, we're inviting anybody, if they can add value to the show, anyone yeah. they know we can interview. I don't know, I'm not sure if anyone can outdo Ari, but yeah. hey man, the more perspectives, the better, right? Yeah. If you just well, want to come and hang fun. out, fuck it. Right? <laughs> There's a lizard person behind you. Yeah. Ah. All, right, man. All right, man, we'll just, you can just sign us off then, brother. I had a fun thing. This All is right. good. I can't wait till the next one. Escort to stab. Try to fuck a lizard person. And we're out.